You're listening to episode 13 of Refocus with Lindsay Gensel. My name is Lindsay Gensel, and in January of 2021, two months shy of my 35th birthday, I was diagnosed with ADHD. My childhood, for the most part, felt normal. My family says I was happy, forgetful, and a master procrastinator, but happy. I was a good student, involved in everything, and in a way that I now know is unbelievably common for women with ADHD, the transition from high school to college, well, that's when the wheels fell off. The years of keeping myself so busy, of never learning how to function without the adrenaline rush of waiting until the last minute, of thriving off the fear of disappointing those around me, of tying my self-worth to never letting anyone down. The moment I was merely a number at a university that had more than 50,000 students, the second I was given the choice to do whatever I wanted, well, I did what I wanted, and that wasn't going to class. So much in my life has changed now that I have a better understanding of how my brain works. But changing the way I operate, it's it's not easy. And some days, it is not fun. In fact, it can be downright messy and incredibly frustrating. One of my goals as the host and producer of Refocus with Lindsay Gensel is to build a space that is constantly working to dismantle the old, outdated mindset surrounding ADHD, while sharing tips and tricks and workarounds from ADHD experts, yes, but also from those of us who wake up every morning, hopeful we'll be able to be the person we want to be that day. I'm so appreciative of the support you've shown this podcast since we launched it back in May. A simple way to throw a little love our way is making sure you're subscribed to Refocus with Lindsay Gensel and by leaving us a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. I stopped by my favorite farmer's market this weekend and there was a very cool pop-up store selling beautiful women's clothing. A lot of it was fall, fall jackets and sweaters and long sleeves, lots of plaid and burnt orange. And have to admit, I felt a little like a traitor for getting excited about fall because for all of us who live in regions with four seasons, fall means we are one step closer to winter. And cooler weather aside, I have always loved fall. The first couple weeks of school when you're running through the syllabus and setting up your planner for midterms and projects and then adding in all of the Friday night football games. At that point, I haven't had any time to procrastinate yet. And there's still a possibility that this might be the school year where I finally kick that bad habit. It's a clean slate. And as an adult, even without the excitement of a school year, there is still this feeling of new, of starting over, of unlimited potential. And for me, you know, it's crazy to think that it's been 18 years since the wheels fell off for me, since I left my small town for college with all of the potential in the world and 
I didn't know how to live. I didn't know how to function on my own. This fall, the excitement of starting over, well, it's tied to this podcast, to this partnership with ADHD Online. It's tied to ADHD Awareness Month, October, and the month-long project we're already working on to do just that, raise awareness about ADHD. And it's also tied to getting to attend the annual conference on ADHD in Dallas in November. There's so much potential ahead of me, so many opportunities to thrive as a woman living and working with ADHD, to showcase the talents ADHD has given me while continuing to fight against some of the things that still hold me back. And I hope you are able to find something to be optimistic about this fall, whether it's working on developing a new routine for yourself for better sleep or taking that art class you've always been keeping an eye on or simply changing your weekly grocery shopping habits to make life a little less chaotic for you and your family. If there's something you're optimistic about, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at podcast at ADHDonline.com, or you can connect with me on social media at Lindsay Gensel and at RefocusPod. And if it makes it easier for you, just throw in the word optimism in the subject line for the email. Last week was a unique one for me. The APA, the American Psychological Association, held its annual conference in Minneapolis, where I live, and I was able to connect with a handful of researchers whose work is focused on ADHD. And I'll be sharing those conversations with you later, but right now, this episode is a conversation that took place during the conference between Keith Boswell, Vice President of Marketing for ADHD Online, and me. So, Grab your water bottle or your coffee, depending on where you are in the day. Have your to-do list nearby in case you hear something you want to remember. And enjoy episode 13 of Refocus with Lindsay Gensel. Are you trying to squeeze in one more vacation before summer comes to an end? Head over to ADHDonline.com for a long list of traveling tips and tricks for ADHD families, including summer boredom busters for the busy ADHD brain and body that can be adapted for planes, trains, and automobiles, however you and your family like to travel. Help alleviate a little of the stress before the trip even starts by hitting up ADHD Online's blog, which you can find tucked under the resources tab at the top of the page. I've heard other podcasts call this kind of the time warp. Obviously, this is not taking place live. It is Friday. What date is it? August 5th? Yes. That's where my brain is at. It's Friday, August 5th. It is about 3 p.m. Central, which means for you, Boz, it's about 4 p.m. Eastern. Yep, it is. I'm actually in the Minneapolis Convention Center, where the American Psychological Association's conference is taking place. There have been some really great conversations that have been happening about ADHD from people who are doing research on it. There have been just some great like happenstance meetings with people who have ADHD that have happened. It's very interesting as a journalist to be here 
like I'm not a healthcare or a, a medical reporter. And so those people are much more trained in the language that's used at a conference like this. I'm much more like, uh, hi, could you explain this in a way that you would explain it to maybe like your neighbor or someone who is not in the science world? But it has me so excited for November, obviously heading down to Dallas for the CHAD conference, because not only will there be the researchers and the people who are doing work and the people who are changing you know, the narrative around ADHD and the treatment methods and kind of that big picture, but there's also going to be people with ADHD and the caregivers and the you know, the educators. And that to me is just like such a fun combination of people. It is. I, it really is. And, you know, there's a, there's a side of me that's secretly very geeky and like, you know, uh, read scientific American on the airplane kind of stuff. And, but I always know when I'm getting over my head and as a marketer, you know, I'm often dealt the card of translating between the highly technical and and the consumer friendly and the science side of it, I think to me is the most exciting thinking about the things that we're learning I think as a parent of children, you know, it just, it's encouraging to me, the more we understand and challenge, I think just everything we've known because we're continuing to just learn by the day. Again, being in this little like time warp, this is Friday. You're listening to this. It's it's no longer Friday. This is not happening in real real time. But earlier today, we also held a Facebook Live. And if you've never done a Facebook Live, what's great about it is there's an opportunity for you to not only like watch what's happening, but engage with the speaker. And so there's a you know a comment section, and there's conversations happening in the comment section that as like the person speaking on the camera, like they go on and they're happening amongst the people who are viewing the Facebook Live. And so there was a lovely woman named Tammy who told us that she was there because she wants to become essentially a better advocate for her grandson who's having a really hard time with his own diagnosis. And that to me just, it it made me so happy to hear that because I think all of us who have been in any situation where we have dealt with adversity, when you have someone in your corner, it is, it's a game changer. And it's a multiplier. Yeah, to see a grandmother really owning her role and taking on that advocacy part of it and just saying, you know, like, I need to know as much about how I can help my grandson as possible. And I think there's going to be so many opportunities for that at Chad, where there will be kind of this big picture, science heavy, tech heavy side of it, but there's also going to be like compassionate conversations happening. And I think both you and I know this firsthand is I learn so much from the people around me who have ADHD or who work with people with ADHD. And so to get to kind of, it's almost like ADHD summer camp. Like, I don't, I don't want to get too excited. I know. I know it really is. I know. I've kind of been thinking about that, like the telemental power of you know, two to 3,000 people with ADHD, I believe you could bore a mental hole into the universe. <laughs> like there's just enough bright, you know, there's enough circuitry there that's wired and ready to broadcast. You know, it's kind of fat. I mean, just uh, tangential, but this is something I'm realizing about myself. I would find myself apologizing for thoughts I was having because the thought was literally happening as it crossed my mouth. 
And it's very difficult to explain to people. I'm like, I don't quite understand it. Sometimes it feels like a broadcast from the universe. And I'm just like here to literally open my mouth and channel it. And I can get that wound up and that energy come through, right? And so, um, but it also led me to kind of then, you know, realize as I'm saying something, it's like, no, 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 I've just said it wrong. Or I've got to like, oh my gosh, like this, that came out totally wrong. You're skipping the editing process. Completely. And yeah, and it, but so the Facebook Live today was great because like with Tammy, I mean, there were just people sharing their experience and everything. And, you know, because it was alive and, and you were solo, I was, you know, getting to chat along with people. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's me. And I mean, it, it does have a power. I think it's that power of recognition. And it's also that power of um, not feeling alone. Because when you feel alone, I mean, it just, that's when it's overwhelming. And she made a comment about, you know, people thinking that our grandson was deaf because he was kind of caught up in processing. And, you know, some people it's like, it's difficult for someone to explain, like, I can't respond in the moment. Well, then what's wrong? And it's like, well, I need to figure out exactly what I'm going to say. So I get this right. So, yeah. And I mean, it's just, it is, it's, it's been such a fascinating thing. And then, you know, we were talking about the podcast this week and we were like, well, we're kind of behind the scenes with the Facebook live and we're kind of at this point in the podcast where we're like, we've, we've got all the ideas for what's coming, but sometimes schedules don't work out. And so we were like, let's, let's kind of talk about what we've been finding as we're doing the podcast. Cause it's been an interesting learning and very ADHD and how we dove in and how we're kind of discovering along the way, like, well, this is bigger than we thought, but it's also, it's encouraging because I think we keep coming back around it and saying, this is really working. So let's, let's put the time and effort in. It is interesting. You know, I have always been someone who overthinks things and gets in my way when it comes to starting things. And so this podcast really didn't allow for that. We launched in May and the only reason it was delayed two weeks was because I got COVID. And so it was like, okay, we have to take a step back and, and push this. Nothing we can do about that. Yeah, exactly. But I do think so to give a little background, we met in February, but I don't even think we came to terms on like what the podcast would be until March, end of March. Maybe early April. I know. Like it came together incredibly fast. And what I love about it is we've been learning as we go. Yeah. And I think people with ADHD, especially, we get in our own ways and we are so particular about how things are done that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And we kind of took that out of the equation with this, you know? It's true. Things can't get better until you at least start them. And I think that's kind of the thing that is so funny is, and I've always struggled with this, is like, I've expected myself to be really good at things the first time, or I've expected things to be great the first time. And like going back to the not editing yourself before you start speaking, like the only way to improve is to have something to improve upon. So like heading into the school year, you know, we look ahead and October is ADHD Awareness Month. November, we have the conference down in Dallas. And it's like, we're working our way towards what we want this podcast to be. And what I think is great about it is that we all have kind of identified the fact that the podcast can be whatever we need it to be in the moment. However, it's connecting best with the people who are listening to it. Yeah, it's true. It's It's been very organic. And I think 
you know, I mean, I certainly didn't, I, you know, we always said, oh, you'll stop in and talk about the webinars and then we'll move on. I, you know, I didn't expect to contribute, you know, or be, you know, uh, on the podcast, but I'm glad I am. I'm learning. I mean, it's been great for me. You know, and I think in a lot of ways, had we not set the deadline, it could have been that theoretical, right? I've had plenty of those that, you know, we've talked about. It's like, there's the magic in ADHD and a deadline. I mean, I think, you know, I often, I mean, I have to wonder because, you know, people talk about the success of Apple and Steve Jobs' ability to get people to buy in. And that's a very ADHD quality, right? Because when you do it right, there's a magic that an, a person with ADHD can ignite in a crowd. I mean, it's it's electrifying. You can feel it in ways, and I'm, I'm sure other people can do it too. But my personal experience has been almost 90% of the time in my life, those have been people that ended up having ADHD. And I just have to wonder if someone like Steve Jobs didn't have some of that in him, his ability to kind of say, well, could we do it in six weeks, not six months? Because sometimes the brain, I mean, that, that mutual challenge we throw out to each other, that accountability to one another, it produces magic. And it, I think that is a superpower of ADHD. That's certainly been something I've kind of drawn from multiple times in my life. And I think sometimes it almost feels like the superpower I'm scared to unleash because it kind of feels like I'm just going to go, raw, you know, and just explode with it and not be able to bring it back in because I just put so much out. But I don't know. To me, that's also kind of like, if nobody else is going to give that, I need to. It feels like that's the balancing act that ADHD plays in life for the overall story of humans, right? You need these people to kind of push it along and think different. And I don't know, it's just, it's kind of amazing as you start to think about it deeper. I think it's interesting too that, you know, sometimes we can push things off because we think, if, oh, if we have more time, we'll we can put more energy into it and it will be better. But I also know from my own experience that that's what I tell myself. That's the story I tell myself, because if I give myself more time and I push it off, I don't have to deal with the feelings that come with putting something out there. Dr. Joseph Ferrari talked about it in like, the conversation about procrastination. Like if I never do something, I can never fail at it or I can never get bad feedback. And fear is something that I think holds everyone back. Right. But I know in my life it's been multiplied. It's just been such a, oh man, I joke that sometimes it's like if, if I didn't have to read the comments, if I didn't have to engage with people on social media, if I didn't allow the one person yelling the loudest from the back of the room to be the one that I listened to, like I would be unstoppable. Like all of my career goals would have been accomplished by now. I'd be like finding new ones, but it's so easy to fall into that fear category and to allow like other people's stuff to control you. Right. I think it's just, sometimes it's just easier to focus there because yeah, it's like I can put off my own things to deal with this because that's just easier. Absolutely. I can figure that out for someone else, but I'm never going to put that mirror on myself because when I do, it's a really hard mirror. You know? So yeah, you don't want to go in front of that. So it's like, yeah, it's, it is, it's kind of an amazing feeling. 
So week three, I know I have to mention, and I was like in the chat, I'm like, oh, I'm on week three of my medicine. And I'm still, so I met with my doctor. We confirmed everything's looking good. So I'm staying on the Adderall twice a day. And I find I'm having those little wins now of finishing those things that were hanging out or that before I would not finish. And I'm like, okay, that's building momentum because then I can see it and I recognize it. And I'm like, okay, that, that feels great to finish something and turn around and not look at the kitchen and go, I did finish that, but I left like six. It looks like, you know, the Tasmanian devil still like came through and, but I didn't see it at the time. That's not the fun stuff though. That's yeah. That's not, no one wants to clean up. Like people who do are lying to themselves. (laughs) I know, but I think it's just, you know, it's also that it's that moment of like catching myself and saying, I don't want to do it later. Right. So just do it now. Because I, I would, I would sit there and I would just almost like stare at it. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to have a conversation with some dishes. I mean, <laughs> uh, this is going to get interesting fast. So. so people who know Taylor Swift or are fans of Taylor Swift will understand this reference, but I have a, a workaround that I use. So she went through that legal battle over the rights to her songs. And so oh, she, right. yeah. she re-released an album. Yeah. And one of the songs is called All Too Well, and it's a 10-minute version. And so it's like my 10-minute timer where I go, okay, I'm just going to turn on Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of All Too Well and do this for that song. And it's crazy what you can get done in 10 minutes when you put your phone down mm-hmm. and you actually do it. Like when you stop with the distractions and focus in on what you would like to be doing at that moment. But it's getting to that place and acknowledging that this is something I struggle with. You know, like I think I think a lot of us are very good at identifying where our weaknesses are, but actually doing something to change it tends to be where we kind of stop. Mm-hmm. Because then what do you do? Like, what's next? Yeah, and the first time you fall down, you just give up. Yeah. You know, it's funny because music is a great example. I often forget how productive I am when I'm listening to music. And I always think to myself, before I turn music on, like, oh, I don't want to distract myself. But then I turn music on and I'm just like, I just go into the tunnel. And I can be very focused even before, you know, taking medicine. Yeah. And so it is interesting because I'm, I'm trying to pick up on those cues and, and do more of those little things, you know, put on music at night rather than turn on the news. And, and I'm not, a, it's not like I'm a huge TV person. I don't sit down and watch Netflix all night, but there was just always that time where it's like, I would feel like I'm just like, I just need to not do anything right now yeah and i need that time i recognize that too so it's like not feeling guilty about it which is nice because that's never happened i've always kind of just thought like well you can't just sit down you know you can't catch up with yourself for a minute so it was interesting the conversation that we had with dr harms when i was in chicago i asked him what he thought the one thing that he knows works, that he sees works, that people resist adding into their routine. And he said it was meditation. So I had a moment, again, it's Friday. We're talking Friday. So this was Thursday. And Thursday was a lot because it was just a lot of people. I have noticed when I'm around a lot of people, I get tired more easily. It's almost like my brain has just been like 
firing way too often. And coming off of a couple of years of, you know, being at home alone a lot, working at home a lot. So being in this big, massive space, like I did not realize how big the Minneapolis Convention Center was until I, I came to the American Psychological Association's conference because there's stuff happening everywhere. And there are like three different floors where things are happening and massive auditoriums. And so anyway, I got home and my routine is a five o'clock workout class. I have friends. We you know text each other to make sure we're going. Uh, the instructor, my coach, Heather, is wonderful at the accountability and I, I enjoy the class. And I actually, so funny is I sometimes make the mistake of looking at the workout ahead of time. And then I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do those. Like, I don't want to do lunches. Like, I don't want to go to that class. But I looked yesterday and it was a workout I was super pumped about, which is such a, a rare thing to happen that I was like, okay, I have to go. But I had to stop at home first to get my workout clothes. And so in between where I was here at the convention center and then the gym is my house. So I stopped and I had like 35, 40 minutes and I was like, oh, I just need to sit, which is always a bad idea. It's never going to end the way you think it does. And then I was like, well, maybe if I just close my eyes for 20 minutes and best intentions, like you're like, okay, I'll close my eyes for 20 minutes. But there was a, a very large part of me that was like, oh, I'm going to wake up at 630. Like my boyfriend's going to be like, uh, are you okay? Like it's been three hours. What is happening? And so I did something that I've done before, but I've never done with like a time limit behind it. Meaning I knew I had to get up and start moving. And so I grabbed my phone and I just Googled like 20 minute positive energy meditation. And I found a YouTube video and I laid down in bed and I started playing it. And I was like, you know, this isn't going to help. And actually what crossed my mind was I have a sad light that I use in the morning and I used to be so diligent about using it when I was working in an office because it was sitting at my desk. So I would get in, I would flip it on while I was going through all my emails. And I just haven't been great at establishing that routine, but I know how much I like having that light on. And so it was super sunny and hot here in the Twin Cities yesterday. And so I grabbed a pillow and I grabbed my phone and I went and laid on the deck outside and I started this you know, meditation on my phone. And about 10 minutes in, I was like, I feel amazing. It was like the most energized I have felt in a really long time. And so I like jumped up, I turned it off. I didn't even need to finish it. I put my pillow away. I like got my gym clothes on. I got to the gym and I was just like happy and kind of that obnoxious person who was like, I'm so excited to be here. You know, and everyone's like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you, what is happening? But it was just this reminder, like sometimes you just need to take that break and like allow yourself a moment, you know? It's true. Yeah. It's really interesting. I was always the type, I guess I had this very naive, I think probably like a lot of people, the first time that anyone ever said I meditated or whatever, I picture myself in this Zen, you know, pose and, and there's just energy around me and candles. Probably some patchouli. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, and I'm like, where that doesn't exist anywhere in my house. Where would that even be? And actually when, um, when COVID started and we moved to home, I was working in innovation, uh, at a health insurance company and we were looking at virtual reality. So I started doing a lot of investigation of different VR things. And the one 
thing I found that I was really engaging with almost daily for a while was this meditation app where you go in, you sit in a room like I imagine, and you can pick to be like on a snowy riverbank or like on this beautiful beach or in the mountains. And you can set the amount of time and you can set these breathing uh, exercises. You can do these like tension exercises and then just guide you through it. And it was so addictive, you know, saying it out loud. I'm like, why am I not doing it lately? Because I haven't built a routine around it. I kind of, it worked well during COVID when everything was like, I could start my day at 630 at my desk. And so, but I know what you mean. And it was weird because I, I guess I realized, and my therapist talked to me about it. He's like, you know, if you're in the middle of a meditation and you think you're being disrupted by a thought, just acknowledge the thought and let it go. And I was like, I just felt like the most powerful. I was like, did you just like quote sting or like what happened here? Like, this is like the most amazing thought ever. And it stuck with me too, because I was like, wow, just because it pops in my head, I don't have to keep it there. I can give things permission to move along. And I've never done that. I mean, they just, you know, it's just kept rattling around. So pre-diagnosis, that was a big gift because it showed me there were techniques I can build into my regular schedule that really just have a huge immense benefit the breathing the relaxation just the and the focus like you said the energy coming out of it too like wow i just feel so energized i'm gonna like i have to do it tonight now i'm like (laughs) i'm serious it is it's once you start feeling those good feelings and it doesn't matter what it is for me it's acupuncture and Mm -hmm. i know needles aren't everyone's jam but I was very curious about it and I went a couple of times and I would go multiple times a week if if my provider would let me. If he was like, yeah, Lindsay, you can come in. I, I would, there are days where my entire schedule revolves around when my appointment is because that moment of quiet and restoration and feeling good it's so powerful that it the endorphins from it you're like oh i i get the cycle i i understand the cycle yeah right yeah i I completely get that so i'm curious not to put you on the spot but we've been obviously talking about your adhd journey and and you know week three of medicine and you did just touch a little on like meditation and and adding that back in and building a routine around it. Are there any other things that you see or that you're curious about or that have popped up that you're like, that actually might be something that might be beneficial for me? Um, you know, I realize now, like we've, we've been walking, got a a dog, an Australian shepherd, very ADHD move. We'd never had a dog. This is pre COVID. So we didn't get the COVID dog, but then COVID happened. We're like, hey, yeah, let's all go in. We'll get a dog. And then we get an Australian Shepherd that's like, he's crazy. He's perfect for us. But it took us a lot to learn what to do. And we've now built in a routine of walking him every night. We found these great trails nearby. So we're outside in the woods. There's nobody around. And that's really been transformative for me just to remember, kind of like meditation, the power of like not feeling so compressed. I mean, my whole day is around 
the computer and and these little things I've got to move along and like to have like your chest open up and your shoulders back and just the light and the wind. I mean, it's like, it's amazing. And I can't believe how long I didn't go outside. I mean, and kind of like take that out. And so the dog's been a great excuse, but it, it has been transformative. And it, it reminds me like, like sleep, like exercise and my diet now, like, I guess I'm just really realizing like how I have to build this regimen. I can't be lazy with it. And when I get lazy with it, it's like the whole thing's going to be out of whack. But I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to say, I don't think it's that you're being lazy. I think it's that you're focusing on other things because I feel the same way. No, it's true. And that's, and again, that's the inner voice, right? I mean, the stories you tell yourself, right? That's my, that's the uh, drill sergeant that lives over my shoulder. That's what, you know, that's really funny. Well, I am so excited to not only keep developing this podcast with you and the team at ADHD Online, but to really dive into this amazing project that we're going to be working on for October, which is ADHD Awareness Month. And I, I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> Refocus with Lindsay Gensel is a collaboration between me, Lindsay Gensel, and ADHD Online a telemedicine healthcare leader offering affordable and accessible ADHD assessments, medication management, and teletherapy. You can find out more by visiting ADHDonline.com. The show's music was created by Louis Inglis, a songwriter and composer based out of Perth, Australia, who was diagnosed with ADHD in 2020 at the age of 39. As always, a big thank you to Keith Boswell, Boz, for showing up week after week and sharing so much of his own journey with us. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening now, and you can join us next week for another episode of Refocus with Lindsay Gensel.